Hello, welcome to episode 207 of Three Bears in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Three in a row, it's a hat-trick with Colin. It's a hat-trick with Colin. I'm kind of back in the game again, aren't I? Yeah. I'm, I'm I am of... feeling very bad for um, young Barry. He's been left out in the cold. We have to find a way that we can do it as a threesome rather than just a twosome all the time. Sounds so filthy. It does. You say that. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a toi, shall we? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, notice, we'll get into a wee second, but right, so we're doing it at home as we have been for the last like, 18 months. Um, hopefully out to the, the pubs at some point and do this. But did you notice our spiritual home, the Raven, is only open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday these days? They're sort of shut down for like mid, like during the week. Um, at this point. I never knew that. Yeah, no, they, what's, what's the logic there? Why? I'm assuming maybe they're just not getting enough cover, you know, in it, you know, to, to justify being open. The rest of the week because yeah. I think they're open during like the World Cup, or not the World Cup, the European Championships. Yeah, I think probably get a wee bit more business then. But now that's fell away, um, and the football season's not yet kicked back in. So maybe it's just not worth the time. I mean, how many times did we go in, like say on a Wednesday afternoon at like say four o'clock, and it might be the only us in it. You know, yeah, yeah, that was usually the case. Or maybe like you know you could count the amount of customers on hand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that was like pre-pandemic. But so I'm hoping, I do hope the Raven doesn't go away during this whole thing because we we always enjoy being in there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but it would be nice to go back and do a podcast there. I mean, I think this is probably going to become the norm, not just for us, but for everybody is. Yeah. Zoom and you know video chat and stuff like that. This seems to be the new kind of social hub. But yeah. it would be nice to to revisit the old stomping ground and have a beer and. Even try and do maybe do Sloan's one night. You can sit out, out, outside at Sloan's, can't you? See, even maybe try and do Sloan's. Mm-hmm. Always like that. Yeah, yeah, that was always that was always decent as well. Now, I'm going to ask you. You've already shown me what you're drinking. I'm going to make you tell everybody on mic exactly what you're drinking. What are you drinking tonight, Colin? I have no shame. I'm drinking Bud Light. <laughs> you such a shameful drink. Shameful, shameful man. It's not. It, it's Budweiser. It's okay. light. It's <laughs> no. Sorry. No. It, it's it's cheap. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> And it's it's quite it's quite I mean it's light but it's not non-alcoholic it's like three point five percent so as as a lighter beer but it's you know you can sip at it all day and yes pretty much walk in a straight line you know by the end of your session quite easily absolutely me and um, Barry were at a restaurant um, a couple of weeks ago and one of the drinks you got a German drink in the restaurant I can't remember what it's called I won't try and pronounce it but it was basically like a um it was guava and passion fruit like sort of German drink but it was only something like two point eight percent. Like you know, but Radnor's like that kind of idea. Kind of, yeah. it was almost it was like almost a cider. But it was actually a beer, but it was so it went down basically like in Bongo, you know. So, but it only only two point eight percent. You had no idea what you were drinking. You had no idea how many you would drink before you were absolutely like you could drink like a hundred of these things and probably still be okay. Yeah, you, you actually yeah. almost forget there's alcohol in it, and it's, that's obviously quite dangerous. So I imagine I'm not drunk Bud Light for a long time. I imagine Bud Light similar to that. You know, you could drink about a, a case of yeah. it, and not really much effect on you. Yeah, you can. You can just sip it up. It's nice for the summer because you can sip it, and you know it's it's, it's not. You probably probably shouldn't advocate drinking anyway, but it's. I guess it's kind of a more responsible drink. I, I suppose. Uh, yes, it's one you can still do some parenting on the side while drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, take that, that yeah. works. Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking ice. I've got one from Croatia. I'm doing a bit fancy. I've got what's called Mechanics of Illusion, which sounds like a Rush album, um, oh. and it's from the Motor Beer Company. Um, who are based out, and I believe it's Prague, I think it is. Um, Croatia's do good beer, dude. I'm going to put it out there. Croatia's know what they're doing with it. They must have inherited yeah. this from their, their Balkan you know, ancestry. They, they, they know how to do some beer. Um, and I actually prefer yeah. it over Czech beer. I think I find Czech beer quite strong, like too strong sometimes. 
Um, but no, this Croatian stuff, very nice. I would definitely recommend it. What was Krusevici? That was Czech, wasn't it? Was, you, you're, you're a big fan of that one, yes. That's, that's the finest Czech beer there is, I think. That, that's lovely. Although it does sound suspiciously Italian. I'm still maintaining that to this day. It does, yes. You were most annoyed by this back <laughs> to the time. Um, absolutely, absolutely. This, this one's quite crisp and it's only 5.5%, so not a bit stronger than your Bud Light, but not, um, not anything that's going to, you know, destroy you. Uh, it's not yeah. going to knock your socks off. The, the can's very cool. It's got like an impossible square on, on the can, yes. hasn't it? The, the design is like a kind of, you know, you can physically put this construction together, one of those kind of ideas. It is very um, much a hipster looking can, though, isn't it? It feels like it's very hipstery. It's hard to find beer that isn't hipster now, isn't it? All the cans you see now, they're all like kind of really cartoonish and, you know, brightly carved and stuff like that. You don't just get a normal can anymore. They are very There's one I drink called, it's just, um, it's like it's called, I think it's just called like American or Shipyard IPA. And it literally just is a blue, it's like a white label with a blue thing. It just says Shipyard IPA. Tastes lovely. I was going to, I was going to buy one. I've had it before. I was going to buy that, but I opted for Bud Light instead. So, yeah, yeah that's, my, that's my standards right there. <laughs> so, here we are. So, we've got some drinks, which is nice. Um, very quickly, Camel Lairds kicking off the season had a, the final friendly of the year. They drew one each with a team called Marine AFC, and they start their season this Saturday coming. So, good luck to Camel Lairds. Hopefully, they do well this year. And again, Marine AFC, that's a good name. Where are they from? I'm assuming they'll be somewhere like in the Liverpool area. It's all kind of that. Like sort of, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose Marine Liverpool with a whole shipping and all that. That yes. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, That's a I, from what I've noticed, they play team essentially um, in Liverpool, Manchester, like sort of maybe as north as Carlisle, probably maybe the furthest north they go, uh, and also the Wirral, which apparently I don't know the Wirral is. People who are from Liverpool are not from the Wirral. The Wirral is a sort of completely separate entity, and they're very sort of defensive of this area. It's a bit like Cockneys. In London, right? You have to be born in a certain area within some fucking, you know, between two posts or something to be deemed a, yeah, a Cockney, a proper true Cockney. Cockney, you've got to be within the bells of it, St. Ives or something. You'll be able to hear the, the, the bells of the tower. That sort of, if you can, if you're born within the, the this, that you can hear the, t- the tower bells, that means you're a, a true Cockney as opposed this to this. This is madness. I'd never knew any of this stuff. There's some really weird rules as to what you are. But anyway, so they played Marine AFC. They drew one each. Apparently a very good result. I think Marine are slightly higher than them in the sort of pecking order. So that's a good start. Um, I think think the question I need answered is who's who's not higher than us? (laughs) Well, we're comfortably mid-table last time. Comfortably mid-table. Okay. Yeah, we're happy with that. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Middle of the bottom. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, That's we're, okay. We're, 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 we're top of the bottom. <laughs> top of the bottom bunch. Um, and continue to be impressive, hopefully. Um, any movie news? Anything jumping out at you of interest this, this week you found? Oh, news this week. Um, some sad news this week. Oh, um, we, we, we had a, a, a death. Um, uh, Jackie Mason died. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, I would never, was, I would, like, I would never really a Jackie Mason fan. I'm assuming he was before your time as well, Jackie Mason. It, it was, time. but I've seen I've seen stand up shows. Um, I, you know, I went through a kind of really big, big kind of stand up phase in the 80s, 90s, and oh. I've kind of seen a few of his kind of shows and stuff like that. And he was a really, really, really funny and witty man. Um, he turned as a rabbi, really, didn't he? He was actually he was yeah, an actual rabbi, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean, his whole routine, you know, was based around, you know, like kind of Jews and, you know, the kind of oddities of the Jewish culture yeah. and stuff like that, you know, it, it was kind of heavy on that, but he was really, really funny with it, and it's snappy, do you know what I mean, it was just like yeah. a joke, Del- just machine gun delivery as well, do you know what I mean, he just kind of go, 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 and kind of really relaxed kind of demeanour about when he was doing it and stuff like that, but no, the, the talent, big, big talent, and it's me, kind of... Can I, 
my, my, my knowledge of Jackie Mason is limited and I'm not um quite I'm not my comedy knowledge is not quite as up as yours. So if you take Richard Pryor, for example, you'd Pryor led to Eddie Murphy, which then led to uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle right, yeah. and then mm. Kevin Hart. Yeah. What so Jack, Jackie Mason were around at the same time as Mel Brooks, yeah? Probably before Mel Brooks. I think he probably started comedy in the 60s, 70s. Mel Brooks started well before then. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess. Mel Brooks and Jackie Mason are more contemporaries rather than, you know, one doesn't feed off the other. Who would be the sort of person to take on the Jackie Mason role? Who who gets into the business called a Jackie Mason? Like, where where does that go? Jerry Seinfeld? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess saying who else Jewish comedian I'm trying to think. Um Love your enthusiasm guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as well, as well. I'm trying to think with, with Jackie Mason and Woody Allen, would that have been an inspiration anywhere, possibly as well? Um, yeah. maybe not so much in stand-up, but just in terms of um I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Lenny Bruce was probably the precursor again to Maybe Jackie Mason and stuff like that. Was Lenny, well. before, was Lenny Bruce before Jackie Mason? I don't think he was before, but I think he opened the doors for freedom of speech and what you could say and what you couldn't. And probably in the same made way that, that Carlin, type of humour more acceptable. In the same way, Carlin was working before he became Carlin that we know. And it was the guys yeah. like um, Lenny Bruce who opened the door for Carlin to be sort of yeah. the more yeah. subvertive version of Carlin because if you watch Carlin's early stuff it's very middle of the road it's very sort very, of very table like class clowns very you could let your kids listen to class clown and you know you would I'm talking even even before that he was doing stuff in the cat skills and he's all very properly dressed he's wearing a suit and tie and he's doing the sort of he's basically doing the whole you know shindig that way it's all very sort of like dinner after dinner speeches type stuff um and then eventually he turned into the, the version of Carlin we know yeah yeah, um, he, he matured well, Calvin really, you know, but he, he, he kind of grew and grew and grew and it became, you know, he grew into who he was, you know what I mean, whereas some comedians just kind of take a harsh turn and you're like, that's not who you are, but no, Calvin really kind of, you know, became who he was and earned it really well. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Jackie Mason, that, that's quite quite big news, which is quite sad. So yeah, was, uh, I, wasn't, I didn't really listen to much Jackie, I, like I know who Jackie Mason is, but I never really, I can't really pick a joke out of Jackie Mason, I can't even, you know, think of who... You know, can't even think I've seen him. And I, like, I know the name, of, and I've probably seen him in a lot of stuff, but he's, he's one of those, he's just like a name, you know, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's homework for you, dude. YouTube, I, Jackie listen, Mason, listen I'll to listen. it. Five, five minutes to the man. There you go. Five minutes to Jackie Mason. Yeah. Because um, it's weird, because I was on Twitter, and a lot of people who I do like were sort of giving a lot of kudos to him, you know, like um, mm. Pat and Oswald and all that kind of stuff. They were all giving sort of a lot of um, like credence to them. Like, he did open, if not open doors to them, but they, he made them laugh when they were younger. And yeah, sort of inspired them in some way. Oh, he definitely inspired people, for sure. Definitely, and it definitely tore down some walls in terms of what you could laugh at and what you couldn't as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've got no movie news, nothing. This is a very lean time in Hollywood right now. Um, in the movie industry, it's mm. generally quite quiet, you know, everyone's sort of quiet down for the summer. And um, I've not really heard much in terms of like major announcements of like you know, have really intrigued me in any way. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, things will start sort of like maybe not opening up, but they'll start like sort of maybe more stories coming out essentially there's not there's not really much going on this now um so with that we'll jump into some of the things we've watched this week and we'll start with yourself Colin because you watched a show we're talking about at length I think last week um which is uh, the Kevin Smith and um helmed reboot of Masters of the Universe um, yeah. have you watched how much how much have you watched so far of it 
I made myself watch it all. Okay, um, well. I, 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 I went, there's five episodes just now. There's five more to come, but they've not been released yet. Okay. So, yeah, I've kind of done what, what was there to, to watch. Um, yeah, no feelings on it? So, oh, right. This is, this is going to probably upset you. <laughs> Maybe not as much as I've been upset, but it will upset you. Um, so, so this is called uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations, yes. um, based on the Mattel toy. He Man, yeah, um, which um, then became a TV show in the eighties, um, rebooted in the nineties and the noughties, both unsuccessfully. But in the eighties, it was massive, massive, yep. massive business. It was basically an, a weekly episodic advert for Mattel toys. That, that that's what it was in the eighties. <laughs> it, 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 it was that. Um, I'm pretty sure they done the toys before the TV show. So the toys came out, then the TV show was made afterwards as well. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, in the 80s, it was massive, massive. I mean, if you were a kid in the 80s and you didn't have a Masters of the Universe toy, you were, you know, you were the odd one out. Um, you know, it was, it was massive, almost as big as, you know, Star Wars pop culture, that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Um, and saying that, it's got a very, very, very loyal fan base. Um, of I, think people Mr. Probably- I think Mr. Smith has learned that in the past couple of months, that there's a very, very sort of loyal Which are which I'm going to touch on. Okay. Um, it's probably a fan base like myself that is old enough to know better. But yeah. if you kind of mess with a nerd's mojo, you know, you're going to get the horns. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's just that it it we are what we are by nature. Do you know what I mean? We don't like our shit getting messed with. So, um, it's okay, you know, if you kind of do it right, but we're fine with that. But if you go in and touch it and you break it, we don't like it. Um, yeah. Or even don't break it. If it's more right now the way fact this is why I got general fan bases are especially after watching stuff like WandaVision. If you don't do what we want you to do, then we are angry at what of you doing something. That seems to be a yeah. feeling this now yeah. as well. So um I'll probably go into spoilers here because it's not a movie, it's on Netflix. You know, people can 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 watch it. It's been as you've said, it's been all over social media, so there's been quite a bit of noise about this. Um so that this starts out um, apparently a continuation of the He-Man story. Um, the trailer when you first watch it is He-Man, 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 and it you know it just kind of gives you loads and loads of He-Man. Um, yeah. When you watch the show, it's not a He-Man show. Um, yeah. He-Man's in the first episode. Um, he's quickly okay. dispatched in the first episode, and he doesn't really turn up again until the last episode. Um, which is fine if you want to, you know take a beloved premise and do something with it, you know, and kind of, you know, send it in a direction, that's fine. Yeah. But um, what Mr. Smith has done um, is, is, is you know, he's used a bit of duplicity and how he's conducted himself with this one, uh-huh. I believe. Um, so I've been reading online about this, um, reading reviews and stuff for that and doing a bit of kind of homework as well. Um, so that this starts for me um, with... Mr. Smith is on video um, years back, um, you know, basically saying he was never a He-Man fan. He didn't like He-Man. Um, Mr. Yeah. Smith in recent months... You don't think he didn't like it. He said it was never his jam. He missed it. It was never really something he got into. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with yeah. No, I, I think there was times when he said he didn't like it. Which, again, is fine. But then Mr. Smith is then kind of recently said that, you know, he's a super fan and it's a fan making something that fans want. 
Um, and this caused outrage because he was called out on this. You know, people were saying, but hold on a minute, here's a video of you saying that and about yeah, E-Man, and now you've seen this. What, what are you fucking doing? Do you know what I mean? Think you, you, that. you don't have to be, have loved something since you were five years old to class yourself as a super fan. You can get into something very late on in life and still love it in the same way. But to me, it smells of getting into something you love because Mr. Netflix has given you a big wad of money to, to oh, be on board with that love. That's absolutely no doubt that's the case. But there's nothing to say he hasn't got into it. I'm going to defend mm. Mr. Uh, Kev uh, on it for some of this anyway. I, don't, I think he's kind of scrumming about this one. Um, the other thing he done, as I mentioned, is this trailer was released and the trailer is it's not the show that you see. Um, the trailer, right. you know, plays as... You know, he man that you know love. That's the trailer gives you exactly what it needs to give you yeah. to make you think. Cool, we're going back into the he man that we know and love. Right, um, Mister. The, the script was leaked two years ago. Yeah, half ago, I want to say. Yeah, um, and it was called out by people saying this script isn't kind of really what you're saying it's going to be. This isn't you know a he man TV show. To which Mister Smith said, No, that's the old shit script. That's not the real script. You know, I'm going to make it and it's going to be, you know, what I'm promising. Yeah. And Mr. Smith made something that wasn't that. Um, it's like you're in court right now trying to defend yourself. You don't want to libel yourself. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, Kev, I, I get Kev, now and again he does, you know, he goes off in stories and I think his mind does kind of wander, do you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, it, it can kind of turn cold and stuff. I've seen him doing it before, you know what I mean, and talking and stuff like that. It's just the way Kevin is, but I think with this one, he's just kind of picked on that nerdy fan base that you can't fuck with. Do you know what I mean? There, there will be a backlash. Um, and what I was saying earlier is, I'm kind of old enough to know better than like, meh, do you know what I mean? I'll kind of watch it anyway. Um, yeah. He's done what he's done, but I mean, it, I was kind of looking at one of his um, Instagram feeds just today, um, where he's talking about Clerk 3 and he's saying, yeah, he's probably all seen the backlash and the hate I'm getting online. So, you know, he's aware himself of what he's done. You know what I mean? There is an awareness there. He's like, fuck, you know, I, what the fuck have I done? Um, but he's basically made this show um, that gives you He-Man for 10 minutes um, and then it moves on to um, another character from the Masters of the Universe, Universe, that sounds weird, um, called Taylor. Um, and it's basically... All about kind of Taylor's journey, um, rather than, than kind of He Man and Battle Cat and Skeletor and all the characters that we were basically expecting to to, to see um, that, that we never got. Um, and I think that's angered a lot of people. Um, the other thing that's angered people, um, I don't. It's not angered me as much, but I, I have noticed it, and it's the first time that I've really kind of noticed this. Um, this word woke. Is, is kind of getting bandied about a lot lately. Okay. Um, every, everything's woke. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the remade Ghostbusters, it's woke. Um, you know, this is woke, that's woke. And I've always been like, nah, do you know what I mean? Could, couldn't care less. Um, this is probably the best example, be it good or bad, of woke that I've kind of maybe seen. It's one that's made me realise, shit, you know, yeah, that is what woke is. I kind of get it now, probably yeah. more than I ever have or cared about um, and it's kind of made me, you know, think Fuck, it is woke. Um, and what I find really, really odd um, is be be a feminist. That's fine. I mean, that, that was kind of, you know, my, my dad was a communist, a feminist. My stepmom was a feminist. Um, I was kind of raised a feminist, you know. And I'm all for, you know, empowerment to all. Um, you know, women have got every fucking right as much right as men. You know, what I mean, I'm not into all this nonsense. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I get that. Um, do you know what I mean? But somebody like Kevin Smith, when you listen to, as I've not done it forever, you probably still listen to his podcasts. Kevin Smith on his podcasts and stuff like that, he, he's, he, he doesn't particularly come across as a woke person, I would say. Um, I, would, some I, would, of his, I, would, I would disagree. I think if you're talking about sort of like the early smodcast when him and Mosier first started talking and maybe... I think that was back in like 2000 and... Not, not so much that. There are more of the stuff with Alf Garman. Um, Smith says some horrible stuff. No, he, does. he does. I would, I would argue, though, in recent times, he has toned it back. He hasn't been quite as... He, he has but, learned, in recent times anyway, sort of a more um, middle... But has, has, it become, has it yeah. become woke? Or has, um, he, or has is, he become woke? But I think when he starts talking... There's certain things he has talked about in the past where you read you listen and you go... Oh, that's that's but icky. Sometimes it can be very very funny, but also can be you know it's maybe not particularly PC. Um, yeah, not, very, not, not, not everything has to be PC. Like the one with Jackie Mason earlier on, he he wasn't particularly PC, but there is a sort of sense at times he was saying stuff to be mean or to be nasty. Um, hmm. I'll definitely say that has disappeared from Smith over the last, like, I would say, half decade. He does say as well, you never hear him talk about stuff that he doesn't like because that he doesn't want really to do that. He won't talk about stuff he likes. And the stuff he likes, he will hype beyond belief because of that. You know, he, mm. he, is, a great, he is a great hype man. You know, if you have somebody to introduce you in the ring, you know, you want Kevin Spoon, maybe not in a ring because it would take like 45 minutes to get you in the ring. But generally, if he was doing your speech at your wedding or something, it would be great. You know, he would, you know, it's a, he, can, he knows how to hype you up and stuff like that. Um, but he doesn't really talk about the negative stuff as much anymore. So I think maybe that's the difference between being, being woke and being. Just, I'm not sure what the difference is, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's, all, he's definitely tempered what he talks about nowadays, yes. Yeah, so um, is this to do, do you think having heart attacks changed him and made him reevaluate his life and his values and his morals and stuff? I think the heart attack plus, remember, he was sort of, he wasn't involved in the, the oh, the Miramax stuff, um, Weinstein. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. By all accounts, he wasn't actually involved in doing anything. He, he hasn't done anything untoward in it. But he's—he sort of maybe that was a, a checking point for him to realise that he was sort of at the centre in terms of the guy who's involved in that has done some pretty horrific things, and he owes his career to that guy. And it's sort yeah. of—it's a certain certain sense of trying to reevaluate who he is and, and and what he stands for based on based on that. Um, which I think would a lot of people who are involved in Miramax back in the sort of early mid nineties and up to the two thousands are sort of thinking. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's the thing. So, yeah, um, I think maybe that's what's causing it more than anything else. Yeah. Anyway, back in track. So, um, right. So, what I would say about this is the first episode and the last episode, um, on their own merits, were both very, very good. But when you put them into this kind of mini series, um, it's not good um, because it's not what I bought a ticket for. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like, sorry, I want to see He-Man. Um, do you know what I mean? You, you told me I was going to get He-Man. The trailer told me I was going to get He-Man. Give me He-Man. Um, the animation is beautiful. The animation is really, really well done. Um, the writing isn't great in it. Um, right. Ke Kevin wrote, only wrote two episodes, I think, maybe the first uh, and the last one, um, yeah. possibly. Um, and they're probably the best written episodes. The middle episodes aren't. Kind of some of the some of the dialogue, and again, it's a cartoon. I mean, it's animated, but some of the dialogue is really, really cringy. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, some some of the woke stuff they've done, I, I kind of, I just I don't, I don't get why. Do you know what I mean? Like they've taken mm. 
um, Taylor, who was like the, you know kind of strong female warrior character. I mean, she, she was a strong female character from the original series back in the eighties. Anyway, uh-huh. I don't think she needed to be a woke character or empowered, yeah. but that's what she's become. Um, it implies that you know she, she's now a lesbian. Um, you know she gets the kind of shaved hair. She's into a partner and stuff like that. So there is a lot of stuff in there, and it's like, what? Just why did you, why what was the point in doing that? Did it need to be done? Um, and yeah. why why not just make a show called The Adventures of Taylor? Or, do you know what I mean? Or you know, just kind of market it something other than a He-Man TV show. And I think I think that's just what's pissed people off. Richard, there's just it's not um, marketed. It's not marketed as He-Man. It's marketed as Masters Universe. I think is. But, but you watch that trailer, and the trailer is is, is it. You know, there's another world that's been bandied about all over the place just now in, in relation to this is bait and switch, and it, it really, really is, man. It's, no, it's, I, I, can't... I think I think a big thing is well, he's went to task. Kev Smith went to task with people, people on Twitter who are saying that you've you've made like a is it Tia a Tila show as a uh, yeah he man yeah. show and, he, and he basically he brought the task saying no no it's a he man show blah 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 hundred percent he man it's, it's all going to be about he man and then like you said if it's not about he man as much you do feel a little bit shortchanged. And we've seen it with movies recently as well. When you're showing a trailer for something and we all, none of us want a trailer that sort of tells you everything. But we mm. do want a trailer. We do want to give, we do want to kind of at least get the film that we think we're buying into. Yeah, mm. you're going to, yeah, you're going to. But, and I think it's just because it is such an iconic thing. And I think that's yeah. the problem is it's just too big a thing to fuck with. And if he would have said, you know, balls, balls are right, you know, I'm going to make a show about, you know, I'm, I'm going to expand the universe and take somebody else's adventures, you know what I mean? And kind of move off that character. People would have probably embraced it more, um, and have probably got, you know, the respect and adulation he was looking for. I think it's just the way it's been done. That it's, you know, it's, it's just kind of. Will you watch? Them. Will you watch the second part of it? Um, I will, but only because I believe, it's, if it's not already been done, you know, they'll, they'll definitely kind of move it towards it being He-Man focused again. After this, I, I don't think. I think it's made already. I think it's already done. They're animating it just now. I don't think they can do much change of the much more to ch- to change. But yeah. I watch it anyway, generally because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm like you do. Do you? I mean, once we start something, we gen. I mean, when have you ever worked at a movie? Do you know what I mean? It's been, You're the same as me. It's a rare occasion. A rare occasion. Yeah, if you start something, you'll you'll see it through, regardless of how bad it is. I mean, you have start through some of the most dire freaking films. You know, you <laughs> know, one should have had to watch them of Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Like sad fucking yeah. watching them but we'll do it and I'll do it with us I will see it through and I do I mean there, there is it's not all bad to say the first and last episodes are great there's a lot of good characters and a lot of nods in there to the old show it's just it's just not human dude that, that's the problem and that's really the big problem with it it's, it's, it's weird if you've even sold one thing it depends yeah. there is, there's an issue there is, there's a difference between what you think you're sold and what you're actually sold so have you watched WandaVision yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And the big thing in WandaVision was all online, everyone was, everyone was determined to, um, to have that this was going to be the introduction of the X-Men. You're going to have um, yeah. the Fisco in it, the X-Men in the community, yeah. stuff like that, right? Okay. And the, that was never in the filmmaker's mind when they were doing it. They were never doing that. But because mm. they wanted it, then because they, did, they didn't do that in the end, it got, so all people got a bit shitty about the last couple of episodes. And it's like, your expectation of what something can be or what you want it to be doesn't mean that you have any sort of ownership over it. You could, you still got to accept that you're not in control of this and it's an artist trying to show something off. So that's what I would have with this massive universe thing. If, if you think what, what you want it to be is one thing, what you think you've been sold to different things. So you think you've been sold 
a He-Man show in the trailers. I've not seen the trailers, I don't know. Yeah. If you can show a He-Man show and that and you don't get that, then you might feel a little bit short. Um, yeah, but, fair, yeah, but if you just in your mind be going, this is gonna be a great He Man show, and I can't wait for He Man to be doing stuff, and then you don't get it, well, that's that's your own problem. For yeah, yeah, no, this was sold. Head. It was sold. I mean, there's the trailer is definitively. I don't. I think Taylor's in the trailer. You know, for a blink of an eye, the, the yeah. trailers He Man Skeletor. You know, the trailers giving you this big. You know, this this is it. Fucking He Man and Skeletor are going fucking toe to toe. Do you know what I mean? That that's pretty much what the trailer is. Um, on on a, to end it on a high note. Um, because okay. I feel I feel like I have been bashing Kevin for the past couple of weeks. Quite yeah, harshly. I, I do not like it. Uh, I, I, like I know. It. I know. I know. I do. I do love Kevin. He's just you know he's just doing things that. Are surprising to me, that's all. Okay. Um, on, on a higher note, as I say, the animation is great. Um, the voice cast um, is very good. Um, some big names in there, Liam Cunningham, um, with a face from uh, Game of Thrones, Lena Hardley, uh, Headley's yeah, in it as well. Um, six, yeah. uh, Sarah Michelle Gale is in there, Mark Hamill is in there. Um, Henry Mark Rollins Hamill's, is in there as well, apparently. Henry Rollins, is, yeah, he is. Um, I think Henry Rollins is replacing James Park. From remember he was in Red State as a kind of preacher character. Yes, um, it's a very similar take on the character in this, and I think oh, this may be this go to for that character type because you oh, do need a okay. particular type. Of, Rollins can do that kind of dialogue and spit it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. This character does it, so I think that's where he's, he's went with this. He's went Red Park, uh, Michael Park. You know, done this in Red State. Who can do this for me here? Rollins is my new part, so I think we'll see more Rollins and Smith going. I just, I like to imagine like. 12-year-old Richard, when he was just getting into Kevin Smith and you getting into Henry Rollins, the idea of them working together just is Dude, sort of like so something. It would break my little brain, I think, back when I was like 12, 13 years old. It's weird that it's not uh, a show that I'm not going to watch, so I'm not really that. No. Um, Mark Hamill um, is doing the Joker, strangely. Oh, he, right, he's, right. He's, he's very... It's, I mean, you close your eyes and listen to Skeletor and he's, do, he's not deviated for his Joker act, um, which is... Odd because Hamill's a talented voice actor. He, yeah. he can, he's got range, um, but he seems to have channeled Joker for it. Which I mean, it, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It's, it's got that menace and you know insanity to it that that character probably needs as well. But it's just you know, as the Joker he's doing again. Um, so the, yeah, the voice acting was good as well, and the first and last episodes were very good. And um, most importantly, the critics loved it. I think it's got like a 92, 94 percent critic rating. Wow. Um, whereas the fans have got it down at kind of 20s and 30s. Um, so the critics are looking at it from the point of view of, you know, it's art. They're not looking at it as, you know, He-Man. They're looking at, you know, the animation and, and the story and stuff. They're looking at what it is, whereas us fans are pissed off because we got sold a bit. Um, so I think that's the difference. So that's a high from us. You know, the critics are giving them rave reviews for it. So, yeah. Right, OK. But done. <laughs> so basically you're saying is... If, if you're not an old man like yourself, you might quite enjoy it. Yeah, if you yeah if if you've not got a if you've not had that love affair with He Man, watch it and yeah you, you'll you'll enjoy it a lot more. If you have any sort of love whatsoever for He Man, probably avoid it because you'll just be angry and a bit disappointed and sad. So, That's weird. Yeah. I then I actually might like it then oddly like, you might, like, yeah you might like it. Um, it's, it's very good animation, very stylized, and the acting is very good. So maybe worth you watching. Give it a yeah. try. We look. Are they quite short episodes? You're talking like 20, 25 minutes? 20 minutes, and there's only five up just now. So right. you're talking 90 minutes, two hours of your time, and you're done. That seems to be their new sort of um, uh, mantra for doing the animation. Because in that with um, 
computations as well. It was like they brought out like five, and then yeah. you know, a couple of months, and then they bring out the, the, the sort of final five. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving on to some films. I'll rattle through you. You've not seen these, so I'll just try and convince you to watch them, or not convince you to watch them, as the case may be. Um, so the first one is on Netflix as well. So you've watched some Netflix animation, so I'll give you some other Netflix piece of animation to watch. And it's their first adult animation. It's not dirty, but it's adult. Um, it's called America, the Motion Picture, directed by Matt Thompson, who's, I think it's his feature debut, a uh, feature debut, but he's been, he worked on like stuff like Archer. Um, he's a right. producer, director, writer on Archer. And we've been... I think, have you watched Archer? I've watched a few episodes. I know of, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of the character and stuff, so I've watched maybe kind of four episodes. Not, yeah. not, not a massive amount, but I know who it is, yeah. First few seasons of Archer, a bit like Rick and Morty, were phenomenal. Once you become aware of what they're doing good, it became less brilliant, but still enjoyable. Yeah. Um, whereas Bob's Burgers, which is our thing they do, still very, very funny. Anyway, so the plot of that is, it's a completely fanciful tale of the forming of America, as all the... American national heroes, George Washington, Sam Adams, um, Abraham Lincoln, they all come together in order to defeat the terrible King James, who's trying to take over uh, America again, and, and they go to war with him, and basically sort of a Avengers-style team-up as they try and take down the evil empire. So that, that, that's a that's a, a very rough outline of it. Um, in the film, we've got Channing Tatum um, playing... George Washington, he also produces a film as well. You've got Will Forte playing Abraham Lincoln, also Channing Taylor, or George Washington's very clear gay lover in the film. <laughs> You've got Jason Manzoukas, um, he plays Sam Adams. Um, Olivia Munn plays Thomas Edison. Judy Greer plays uh, Martha Washington. And Killer Mike plays John Henry, uh, the steel-driving man. So... But first thing, like, like it's, it's in no way historically accurate, obviously. It's no, I've, I've seen it. I've seen a trailer yeah. for it, and, you know, uh, it looks batshit crazy. Yes. It is extremely, extremely silly. Um, but also annoyingly very disposable in the sense that once you watch it and laugh at it, you just sort of, that's it. You, you, it not, there's not a single line in it that sticks in my head that I'll be repeating. You know, I think, I think a good comedy should have at least one line in it or, or even just something in it that you will still continually repeat to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, even like Step Brothers, which I'm not a huge fan of Brothers, but you've got that with the Catalina, the fucking Catalina wine mixer, even that line in it is still, it's all, you can... Yeah, boats and hoes, shit like that, yeah, man, there's, there's stuff in there, yeah. There's always something, it's just, it's just a wee twig that sort of like just, you know, that sticks in your head and nothing about this sticks in my head. But during while I was watching it, um, I did giggle through it, just the kind of absurdity and the silliness of it all. Yeah. Um, it, it design, the design is, it's, it's not like the greatest animation, but it, it works for what, you're, what the story is trying to tell. You know, it's, it's almost like sort of, I'm trying to think of the word, it's, kind of, it's not anime, but it's got a kind of weird kind of almost, kind of like the, the bit and Kill Bill when it goes to the sort of anime. Yeah. I know, as, I know exactly the kind of, and I mean, the kind of flat, almost kind of very yes. 2D, cell shaded, almost. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, definitely yeah. not. It's definitely not anime, but it's it's got that kind of weird feel to it. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite have the satirical proper punch of say like a Team America. Yeah. You know? Where Team America is very very funny. But it's also it is making actually quite a serious point through of Team America. You know, it's actually try to tell you something. This yeah. is like sort of the token line at the end of the film that sort of. Um, tries to make that sort of like and turn into the Daily Show type thing, which comes a little bit too late. There's, there's not a lot going on there beforehand. Um, the voice cast all 
sound like they're having a lot of fun with it as well. You know, they all enjoying the, the, again the complete stupidity of this thing. You know, yeah. Um, but it, it feels the big problem. With it, I thought was it felt very episodic. You know, it feels like you, you, it's like the, the team up is like them going round trying to pick up all these sort of heroes. Then you get a little kind of episode when they all fail. You get an episode when they all succeed for a little bit. Then they fail again. There's the final big battle. Everything seems very, you know, insolent. Yeah, yeah. It all kind of just it's, it doesn't really seem much cohesion to it all. Um, that being said, like I said, I giggled during it. It's only about ninety minutes long. It's on Netflix. You don't have to pay to go and see it. It's literally you get it. You get it for nothing. So, you know, how many episodes are there? Just one. It's, it's one. It's a motion picture. It's called America. The motion picture. It's one. Just one ninety minute film. No, that's okay. See, I thought it was on something else. I didn't realize it was on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. worth watching it just for a, yeah. a wee giggle. Um, um, and I think if you're watching it on a Friday night with a few drinks, you'll probably giggle a lot more at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I give it six and a half out of ten. Um, just quickly, just stepping on one name you mentioned, um, who we spoke about last week, and you mentioned them again this week, Roll 40. Yes. Um, this guy's really impressed me so so much. Um, I was watching back to re- recap last week again. Um, I had the kids at the weekend, and I made Kale watch the first episode this week too with me again. Okay. Um, and Will Forty plays the dad in that, and again, I was just totally blown away by him. Like completely, yeah. like wow, this man is like you know he's got serious chops about him. He's really really watchable and. He's got kind of range as well and stuff like that. So yeah, um, big applause to Will Forty. That's that's me. Yeah, he's sort of he's on that cusp of not being quite big enough to be sort of like to move into sort of the Paul Rudd sphere. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's sort of just below that level. Maybe it's, maybe he's just not as attractive as Paul Rudd. Maybe that's part I of think it. I think it is a physical. And for sad to say, because um, in Hollywood you're still dealing with shit. But yeah, I think he, he's just not handsome enough to, to be that leading man, which is yeah. shit. Because you know it should should be about talent, not not looks. But, yeah, yeah. But like you think Paul Rudd and Steve. Paul Rudd is sort of higher because he's a very good looking man. He's very talented. Mm. Steve Carell's higher than. Forty Steve Carell is a very talented actor, and that's maybe bumped him up. Even though he's sort of maybe unconventionally attractive. Mm. There's not enough of Will Forty to he, he can't do both. He can't. He, he, he's yeah. not talented enough to be Steve Carell, and he's not handsome enough to be Paul Rudd. But he can be his own little Will Forty. Oh, definitely. I, yeah. Every time I see him in something, I'm you know I, I, he's, he's yet to disappoint me. So he's one that I, I, I always enjoy watching, and I'll look forward to anything I see him in there. Awesome. Well, you, you, might, you might enjoy this again. It's like I said, ninety minutes long. It's not. It's not. There's not much to it. And it's like I said, yeah. good, good Friday film. Speaking of good cool. Friday films, we'll add we'll move on to the next one, which is probably a, a perfect Friday movie, um, and that is called Werewolves Within, uh, directed by Josh Rubin, uh, who done a film a few years ago called Scare Me, which I've not seen. Right. I didn't know this. Is this is this out already? Whereabouts? I got it. You can, you can rent it. You can rent it on Rakuten, Apple TV, or Amazon for four ninety nine, and I'll. Go into reasons why, but you will not spend a better four ninety nine this week. Um, oh, I'm desperate to see this. Right, go, go, okay. go. Listen. So, the film. The point of the film is um, there's a new sheriff, or sorry, a new um, a new sort of lawman moves into town um, to sort of deal with a small, isolated community in the mountains who are sort of at war with each other a little bit regarding a pipeline that's going to go through the area that's going to sort of bring a lot of money to some people and not a lot of money to other people and force them off the land. Um, at the same time, while they're in this little town, people start dying, and it could, it feels like it could be a werewolf. And the, the people who are in the town, there's only a few of them left in the town, have to sort of bandy together in order to battle this foe that is coming for them. Okay. Okay. Um, in the film, you've got Sam Richardson, 
um, who we know from the Tomorrow War, also Veep, if you know if you watch Veep, um, also in the film the kind of romantic lead or sort of the female lead is Milana Vanya Trub, who I've not seen in much, but she is wonderful in this. Um, you've also got Harvey Gillen, who, if you've watched the What We Do in the Shadows um, TV show, he plays the the what's the normie who's in that the one who's the sort of the, the, the oh, right, yeah. yeah him and yeah. Wayne Wayne Duval is in it playing a very sneering businessman tycoon um, and he, I didn't know this I probably should know this because of the name but he is Robert Duval's cousin I didn't know this but oh, I didn't can, know that either yeah you look at me you can kind of see the jaw it's kind of very similar jawline but Wayne Duval looks very like if you look at a picture he looks very like Billy Joel which I found oh, okay. very off putting for a little while you know so anyway is, is Shelley part of that family or is her name spelled different? She Duval? I think she's Duval, yeah. I mean, I might be wrong, yeah. but I think she's different. So Right, okay, cool. Okay, cool. This is a I might say this 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 is a comedy. It's a it's a horror comedy. Um yep. very much in the, the vibes of like Shaun the Dead cross with the thing with big tremors energy. Okay, so these are it's three things that I love. I love all three of those films. You mash them together. A lot of films try and do it and don't pull off this successfully. This does it brilliantly. It is a great Friday night movie. Like, see a Friday night, 11 o'clock at night, you're lying on the couch, watch something, you will yeah. know what this It is absolutely fantastic in that respect. It's, oh. it's got some great horror elements in it. They're really well done. Enough twists and turns and misdirects that you feel, you know, you're, you're getting a story as well. Um, but it does the thing that Sean the Dead, and I think you'll be Sean the Dead did this as well. It is loving enough to its source material, but it never verges into parody or being mocking of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. many sort of so many things that go for like a, a zombie, a zombie comedy, they very quickly go into sort of just the absurdity and just start laughing at it. You know, it's it's not a parody, it's not trying to make fun of it, it's just a comedy that exists in a werewolf world, if that makes sense. You know, so yeah. it's it is poking fun at it, but it's not parodying it in any way, you know. So I think I think that's a really it's a conscious choice that good films like this can make. You know, um, it's, it's definitely not like a scary movie, for example. Which is yeah. just, it's 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 lovingly enjoying the genre. I would say. Um, but do you know it's based on a, a video game? I did, yeah, but I, I don't know. Is a video game a funny game? I mean, have you played the I, game? I've never, I've never played it. No, but yeah. I, I know it's based on a video game. Which they um, do bend over backwards to use the title of the game in the film, and it is quite funny trying to use to try and say werewolves within. It's not really something <laughs> to say in a normal conversation, you know. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll the same way that you really like Will Fortis. Now, Sam Richardson, I am very much falling in love with as an actor. He's Everything I've seen him in so far, he's exceptionally funny, brings so much charm and a, a great everyman lead to it. You know, he's yeah. warm, but he's also very vulnerable. You feel like, you look at me and go, you're not an action hero. There's no way you're going to survive this. You need help. You know, <laughs> like, you know? so you, you instantly are kind of on side with him, you know, and even when he's like doing the wrong thing, you go, right, I get why you're doing the wrong thing. I would probably do that as well. Um, yeah. And also the supporting cast, a bit like Tremors, it's got all these like supporting cast members who, they don't get much screen time, but they kind of live in the memory of like, oh, I know who that, they're all very distinct in who they are. Big characters, there's character. Yeah, they've, they've, they've yeah. got a character, they've got something about them, and they may only have like a couple of scenes or even a couple of lines of things, bigger scenes, but they instantly become like, okay, I know what you are, I know who you are. You've know, you yeah. got the hillbilly, you know, couple, you've got the um, like the gay woke couple who are there as well. You've got the woman who runs the inn, you've got the tycoon businessman who, you know, and you can you do start to see all the sort of little niggles and um, nastiness amongst this little community as they're all trying to like sort of they all they all think each other up to something you know so it's just a really well done film it's very funny 
very clever. The, I like the horror stuff in it as well. Um, and it's just it's just one of those films you go, this deserved a bigger audience. It deserved to see yeah. more people in a different world. Yeah. It might have been the next show on the dead. But I think I'm, I think it'll probably not die on but VOD, but it'll be it'll be one of those kind of sleeper hits. It's a, it's a film that you would have bought, you would have got a VHS, like in a video store. Yeah. And yeah. everyone would be talking about it, you would try and pass it around it's so funny and so well done. But it Do you might think just... it would have would it have benefited from Netflix or, or Amazon, maybe the way like the Tomorrow War has, or you know, something like that, Jink, that, that needed that to give it more possibly. More and it, might, it probably will end up there eventually in the next maybe the next eight, you know, six to eight months, you know, probably end up yeah. there. But for right now, yeah, it needed that, that bump, you know, you know, yeah. uh, to, to get people to eye, eyeballs on it. You know, the idea of the Tomorrow War and what was the other one, the, the zombie one, the Army of the Dead, oh, the, yeah, yeah. They had massive viewings, you know, and neither of them are particularly great. They're, they're both enjoy one off, but they had mm. massive, massive eyeballs on it because they're free and they're yeah. on everyone's app, you know, and this needed that. Um, that being said, if I could have paid at cinema to go and see this, I would have absolutely paid to go and see the cinema because it's absolutely cool. so worth it. Um, crit- critics are loving it as well. It's yeah. getting rave, rave reviews. I mean, like insanely good reviews. So, yeah, I think everything you're saying seems to be spot on with what critics are kind of feeling about this film as well. So yeah, yeah it might be one of those films where critics love it and a really hardcore fan base love it. It might not quite cross over. Yeah. You know, like I said, keeping back to Shaun the Dead, Shaun the Dead is a really unique crossover. You know, a one that was, that is in every inch a fanboy film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the fact they get into sort of the more, you know, wider zeitgeist is a little miracle in itself. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot for it to do that. So, this had the potential to do that, but just I, I just don't think, it'll, unfortunately, it'll get that that bump. But it should because it's so much fun. And like I said, if if you start watching it, it becomes one of those films you see on like a on a Friday night on TV, the same way you see Tremors or you know Eight Legged Freaks or even The Thing. You know, and you can go, I just love watching this film. It doesn't matter how often yeah. you see it, I still absolutely yeah. You you sit down and get comfy and stop whatever you're doing. Yeah, I love absolutely. films like that. That just yeah. you. I still do it with Gladiator and Braveheart and stuff like that. It just yeah. doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm like, right, that's me. Night's yeah. over. I'm, I'm, I'm watching I'm this now. Totally content. And it's, it's, it's a B movie, and, I, and I, I've got a real thing for B movies, so I, I love a yeah. B movie. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I really enjoyed this film. Very solid, 8 out of 10. Only downside, perhaps, was a lot of the violence, a lot of the werewolfy stuff is seen, not is heard, not seen, um, because right. budget, and I love a werewolf. In my, in my yeah. film. you know, I, I'm a big fan of werewolves. So, although I do believe it does have a transformation scene, though, it is. It's, it's an okay transformation scene. It's certainly not on a level of you know the American werewolf. Yeah, yes, still the best, or even as good as sort of like the Wolfman or anything like that. It's just it's not it's not a great or even Dog Soldiers. It's nothing like that. Mm. Um, but like, there's no trans. Oh, that's a transformation scene. Dog Soldiers, kinda, not really, but kinda. Yeah, um, kinda, yeah. But that's only I did really not enough werewolfiness in it you know they're, they're definitely they're about but they're not seen enough and I think that was a bit of a disappointment to me uh, and, and it has a wee bit of the multiple endings thing going on which yeah it's something so, yeah that seems to be quite popular just now done it it's just like you know just give us you know just stop you know we're happy stop um, yeah. talk quick, just quickly about transformations werewolf transformations so yeah I probably agree with definitively American Werewolf London is probably still Still the best one on screen. Um, the, the no, one bit, that, it, it, it does what you think. It makes it look sore. It makes it look... Yeah, cool. yeah. Like, it's, it's not fucking fun. It's not glamorous. Uh-huh. Um, the one that always got me when I was a kid, because um, I'm, I'm like you, you know, we've kind of spoke about this before, is totally desensitised to horror films. You know, you could sit as in, you know, a fucking dark room and put on, you know, the scariest thing ever and we'll 
you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul O'Connor just seen before the violence doesn't really hold much threat to us, I don't think. He's looking at go exactly, yeah. bad. <laughs> but, um, when, I, when I was a kid, about I must have maybe been about kind of 14, um, and I seen The Howling. The, the, the Howling was a creepy one, one, yeah. Um, but it was a bit, I don't know if you remember it, but it was a bit when we were in the, the adult kind of theatre and Eddie's talking to her and his kind of face starts changing as he's talking uh-huh. to her and he pulls a bit of his brain out and that yeah. just messed with me in a big way. <laughs> fucking really, really got to me. Like, just fucking nerd creeped me out so, so, so much. And it's the only thing that's ever really kind of done that to me. Um, so, yeah, that's my, my transformation. That's my favourite one. Um, the best one is American Wolf London. Yeah. I think, yeah, I can't think, honestly can't, I'm trying to think of anything better than American Wolf London. I really cannot think of it. It, it sounds, it's so easy, it's, it's, it's like picking the most obvious choice, but sometimes the most obvious uh, choice is there for a reason. It, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. It's, it's, and it, remember as well, that was all done with practical effects as well. That There's none of that CGI nonsense in America. It was, um, it's like, Rick Baker wasn't it done that? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I mean, this this was all done really, you know, rubber and glue. It's pretty much is damn amazing. I just remember seeing proper. a kid and going, it just looks so painful. Like everything, yeah. you know, you see the Achilles sort of like bend and snap and then yeah. you the hates the sounds as well. Aye, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a brutal, brutal scene. And if you, you only mm-hmm. see, I mean, it's, it's literally only about, what, about 30 seconds, maybe a minute long at most. Yeah. But fuck yeah. me, it's absolutely, st- and you only have to show what, you have to keep showing, you, you show it once, then everything about it becomes. Because then I think the next time you see him changing, it's sort of like in the, the porno theatre, and it's yeah. um, you only really hear it mostly. Yeah. You, you look at the reaction of the couple and stuff like that, who, who sort of see it happening. Um, but you don't need to see it again because you've seen it once. You go, right, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what's going on here. It is in your brain forever and ever. And you're right, it, it, it's the benchmark, do you know what I mean? It's what everything needs to achieve to be. Uh-huh. Um, whether they succeed or not doesn't matter. That's, you know, that's what you're aiming for. Um, that, I do always it. wonder how he get out of the house. That's something I've ever wondered. Oh, he's got opposable thumbs, I guess. Maybe is he, he, he's, he's, when he's a, when he's an airwolf, well, he is sort of he's animalistic. He's not really thinking. He is sort of just becomes a monster. Mm. So you think yeah. when he was back, he would jump out the he would have jumped out the window or something. There'd be a broken window or something. There's none of that. That's the only thing that. Uh, um, Maybe there's a cat flap. Possibly. And also the fact that he basically <laughs> goes after yuppies as well, which I really found really fun. Um, you know, the, the guy on the subway and then the, the yuppie couple go and call it the, yeah. the, the drinks at the, the back the back door and stuff like that. He doesn't pick uh, up he eats the homeless guys, doesn't he? He eats them as well, so he isn't always. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I've never thought about that. that. That's definitely a statement of the times, actually, isn't it? Yeah. And yuppies and stuff like that. Yeah, well done, sir. Yeah, yeah, thank you. For thought there. Yeah. And yeah. also a bit of the, when he's wearing the, like, after he's in the wolf enclosure and he's sort of running away with the balloon and stuff like that and he's like it just it's such yeah. a weird scene when he's talking to the boy naked it's like it's just an odd odd scene you know is that, I yeah. wouldn't watch it again I've not seen it for ages I watch well. it uh, every Halloween is, is my Halloween movie I know I know um, religiously so religiously yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, I would give that a very solid 8 out of 10 um, yeah, definitely I'm looking forward looking forward to watching watch that you can rent it for four ninety nine. It's it's well worth renting for four ninety nine. okay I'll okay. take you up on that yeah, last film is one that's in the cinema just now, and it is called Crudes A New Age, uh, directed by Joel Crawford. It's his debut movie, but he did work on things like Trolls and Kung Fu Pandas and B-Movie. So he's, he's sort of been around working as like an artist. Yeah. So he's got some kudos in the, the art industry. Okay. I'm going to assume you might have seen the Crudes the first one, around because your kids would be roughly the right age to go and see the Crudes when it first came out. I had, I've only seen it once, and I don't have a massive... Massive yeah. recollection of it, but yeah, I've seen the crudes, yeah. Yeah, so it's like seven years since the original came out, which is a very long time for an animated film. Mm. It's an animated film that didn't exactly blow the world apart, you know, it's not like it's Shrek, it's sort of Shrek, you know, obviously 
hit it big. Kung Fu Panda hit big really early on, you know. It's sort of mm. crude sort of just bummed away. I didn't really, I don't remember people really loving the crudes at the time. Mm. You know, it's one of those things, oh, it's fine, and that's it. So this one, it picks up pretty much straight after the original. Um, and you've got the, the kind of crude family with their friend, man, uh, attached. And they're traveling across the country to try and find the new tomorrow. So Tomorrowland, essentially, the place where they can find and make a home. And um, they come across that place. And it's got basically a pair of like sort of hippies who are running it and all in love with Mother, Mother Earth. And it's sort of a place you can live and be happy. But they don't really fit in right because they are the crudes. And these people yeah. are called the Bettermans, you know, so the better mans, you know, sort of like <laughs> the next stage in evolution. And there's a, a natural come there of, you know, just a, you know, you know, there's a, a natural untrusting of each other. And um, throw into that, you've got then some outside evils that sort of try and penetrate through into this new Tomorrowland, and they have to band together to fight the outside evil. And then by doing that, they all learn to love each other and that they are all better as a team, as opposed to you know, fighting each other. And that's essentially the, the plot of it. Um, not giving away any spoilers there because you can probably see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. Um, and the film, you get Nicolas Cage playing the, the head of the Crudes. Ryan Reynolds plays Man. Emma Stone plays the, the young girl, the, the girlfriend of Ryan Reynolds. Peter Dinklage pops up as a better man um, and his wife in it is Leslie Mann. Um, so it's, it's not a bad, it's a decent voice cast. It's not like, it's not a cheap voice cast. Yeah. Bit, you know, some there's definitely some money there. Like I said earlier on, this film about seven and a half years ago. I don't think anyone was sitting around waiting for a crude sequel. I don't think anyone have, was, was... Have they made it because of the success of Ryan Reynolds now, do you think? Has that I mean, pushed that, it along, maybe? I don't... Because honestly, it doesn't sound like Ryan Reynolds. Right. You so he's I mean? not being... He's not quippy, Deadpool, nah, Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds. No. Nah. Right. He's, he's, okay. he's sort of... I would say the, the film is more Nick Cage's and Dinklage's film. And then, and all then, all the ladies become sort of the main protagonists of the film. But yeah, mm-hmm. Reynolds is not by any stretch like sort of the quippy, Deadpoolly, even you know, recent Reynolds that we were all kind of fall in love with again. So it's it's, yeah. very, it's a very odd film. It's a very sta- a very standard kid flick seven years ago, um, and I can't remember anybody really liking it or loving it that much. So yeah, but it came out. Maybe it's just one of those things you had lying around. They thought we need some films out, and this is filled a hole. Um, yeah. It has some laughs, it has some giggles, it pokes some fun at sort of like society and, you know, what we're all becoming, you know, being glued to our screens and being glued to sort of, you know, digital media and all that kind of stuff. So it does kind of poke fun at that. It's very colourful. Some of the animals are very cute. The little sloth creature that sort of has a belt is is very, very cute in it. But it's just not interesting. It's just not compelling. Um, There's very little there to actually keep you interested um, as an adult or as a kid. I think your your enjoyment of the colourfulness and the, the cuteness will waver very quickly. Um, all the plot you can see coming a mile away. There's no real sort of magical sort of like twist that makes you go that makes you sort of sit up and take notice. It's very yeah. high in numbers. Voice talent's okay. Cage is fun playing the, the lead, but just a very little here. And I, I'm a bit like Space Jam last week. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused as to who the audience is for this film. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Is is it a film for kids? Well, see, this is the thing, right? So, if it's seven and a half years ago it came out, right? Let's say you took Aiden to it when he was younger. He'd be like 11 when he went and seen yeah. it, right? So, mm-hmm. maybe in his wheelhouse when he was 11 years old, maybe Clayton maybe went and seen it, okay, with, with yourself. He's now 18. Yeah. So, he's not he's not watching this, you know? And the other kids would be too young to remember the original. So, this one means nothing to them. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it just seems, you know, you cannot, after we've um, animated film comes out, if you want to do a sequel, you've maybe got about two years to two and a half years to sort of maximise its sort of effect. Then if you get that second one out, then you can start doing a third and fourth because it's sort of established then within sort of a routine almost. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Toy Story has a big gap in it, but I think they use that gap to good effect. But generally, I mean, the first Toy Story sequel came out a couple of years after the original, so it's, they, they, they did jump on that. Yeah, they kind of hit both arms hot, definitely. Even Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. sequel came out a good five, six years after the, the original Monsters Inc. Mm. And Finding Dory as well came out a long time after Finding Nemo. And you kind of lose interest in the character if it's like that big a gap um, in the film. So yeah, I was really confused as to where this film is sort of pitched at. I guess young kids might enjoy it and they might not even care about the original. Obviously, they just think it's just a wee family. You know, they do a wee kind of recap at the start and that kind of caught that yeah. up on everything that's going on. So you don't really need to see the original to actually know what the hell's going on. It's, it's, it's very standalone, you know, compared it to the And while I was going to ask one thing, and I know, again, I'm a grown man, a shit like this shouldn't bore me, but it does, is what I really hate about these type of films that they can sometimes do. I think the last one that I watched that done it was that one, Early Man. Yep. Is when they take like kind of Stone Age cavemen and then introduce like you know like kind of Romans and I'm like no we have fucking minute you you can't just fucking skip like epochs and do yeah. that 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 annoys me when it, you know it's like no you, these were like you know there's thousands of years of fucking you know evolution here don't don't do that and again I'm an adult it's just. You don't want your kids thinking you went from like Stone Age men to like all of a sudden they get given a yeah. hammer and then they became, you know, Romans. You yeah, do you mean, yeah, yeah, fucking Ro- Romans didn't fight with Neanderthals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does this film do that or does it keep it, you know, within, you know, the Neolithic period or whenever it was? Nah, or? it does a bit of it. It's not quite, you know, caveman to Romans, but it's sort of, yeah. but they do kind of throw away in the idea that the, the crude family are sort of the last of the Neanderthals. So like almost like sort of, they've been almost like a hidden tribe. Yeah. So they are the ones who are sort of the, the outliers in society as opposed to the right. the betterments who are like sort of like the, like the sort of the, the society. Yeah. You know, That's the norm now. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I, can, I can more accept that. I can kind of get behind that a bit as long as they're not doing, you know, like fucking... 20th century warriors fighting caveman. I'm curious. That's okay. I'm, I'm, it's so I'm, weird the things you stick on. You know that. It's I, I, I know. It just it things. It just silly things. Anyway, quickly before you give this one a rating, um, you had quickly mentioned Monsters Inc. Um, have you watched the new Monsters TV show? No, I haven't. Have you? No, but I've heard it's terrible, um, which oh. is really really worrying. It is getting slated. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I was. I was not a fan of. As big a fan right. I wanted to be of the the movie, the much University. Like I wanted to love that. Because most things one of my favourite films. I think it's an absolutely yeah. masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. The, the sequel didn't work for me because it's like we already know that the, you don't need to scare kids. I think is this say is this say like after Monsters Inc. So they, they know they don't yeah. have to scare kids. That's the premise is, yeah, they're, they're a laugh factory now. They've got to get laughs. So I think that's the whole premise behind it is, mm. is yeah, they, they know they need to get laughs now. But, um, yeah, the reviews have been pretty scathing for it. I was surprised. Was... Billy, I know Billy Christmas basically said if they record this character at any time, he will always voice it. He will, he will, he will do anything they want this character recorded. He will do it because he loves this character. The, the, yeah. Wachowski. I think John Goodman said something similar. But like, mm-hmm. um, don't want to enact his name because he has an absolute scumbag. But James Woods said the same about um, which one he uh, was he, was he Hades, wasn't Hades. Hades. Like he? Yeah. He loves playing that character, he'll voice that, you know, no matter what you're doing, you know, video games, TV shows, anything. If you put that character into it, he will voice it. 
Whereas like Tom Hanks who Woody, you get the movies and that's it. Um, yeah, he's done. Um, oh, and just one last, last, last thing. Sorry, I always do this, man. I always go off. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about Luca on yes. Disney Plus. John Ratzenberg wasn't in it. Did you know that, sir? I did know that because I was listening to the director talking about it and they said basically that he was, I think they had him slated to play the role that Sasha Baron Cohen played. See the one, the um, like the uncle who loved him from the deep. Yeah. He was going to play him, I think, from what they were talking about at one point. And that's what it was done in Wikipedia as it originally is that, that was who Ratzenberger was playing. But they didn't use him for some reason. And I don't it's know very if he weird, was, isn't it? I don't know if he was missing from a few because he was not missing from the other one. He was not missing from Soul as well. Oh, was he? Mm, I think he was in Soul somewhere or there was a reference to him. I'm sure he was kind of tied into it in maybe an obscure way, but yeah, there was a, a definitive absence from Luca, which is really, really weird. Yeah, it's odd, because like, I don't know yeah. maybe just different management at Pixar are trying to move away from the sort of the older um, guys, because he is in Soul, so you're right, he is in Soul, he's in Monsters at Work as well, he's in Onward, you know, he's in, and he's in, yeah, yeah he's in the rest of them, so yeah. it's um, very odd that they've just decided not it to. It is, because he's all, it's like, you see, he's the lucky charm, isn't he? That, you uh-huh. know, he's, yeah, it's, it's scary, man. Scary. Have you noticed as well who? Well, Disney's got a new lucky charm. Do you know who the new lucky charm is? Oh, who was it? I can't remember. Who's the new one again? It's oh, Alan, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, Alan. He, yeah, he's been popping up in a lot of Disney stuff, hasn't he? Moana, he's, stuff like that. He's yeah. always playing like an animal, just sort of making noises. He played like the chicken in Moana. Yeah. And he played the, I think he played the cat in Luca. Is he the cat? He's been in a few more as well. I've noticed uh-huh. that two weeks creeper up. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to become the new Ratzenberg. Ah. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. Sorry, he's not in that. What is he in? He's, he's not in Luke. He's in something else. I was it maybe Ray and the Last Dragon. What's well, what I know he's been in a few. He's been in, he's been in quite a few. And obviously, he's got the Star Wars thing as well. He's been in yeah. Star Wars as well now. So that's that's now, doesn't he? Uh, um, yeah. Right, sorry. Sorry. Two weeks is in Ray. Sorry, he's in Ray the Last Dragon. He's not in um, Luca. He's in Ray the Last Luca. Dragon. He's, so he's Disney, sort of like lucky charm now. Yeah, right. Back to the crudes, sir. So out of ten, what are you going to give the crudes? I want to say I want to give it a bit. I want to be nice. Say five out of ten. I was going to go four, what? but I'll say five. It's mid- why? Except the middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not an awful film. You know, it, it does what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about before getting sold something. You yeah. get what you get. What you're sold in this film. You do, you don't get yeah. anything really other than that. And yeah. It's you get exactly what you're, what you're expecting from it, and it's not in no way done badly. The animation is lovely looking, um, and it, it, it works. And the wee sloth creature is very, very cute, not enough of a wee sloth creature, but yeah, just there's not an I'll, I'll never go back and watch this again. Like, that's it's not gonna be when I'm gonna go like this one, watch the Crudes series, you know, it's just no, not for me. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's just enough. Yep, yeah, how about saying uh, next week? Next week, some interesting stuff. We've got a nice mix of stuff next week. We have, first up, we have James Gunn helming the prequel, or sorry, the sequel reboot of The yeah. Suicide Squad called The Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that a lot. A lot. And Looks- I've noticed as well, this is heavily riding on the back of James Gunn because it's not The Suicide Squad, it's James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yes, it's riding so on the back of... People are expecting Guardians of the Galaxy levels. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost like you think a, an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. As am I, that's what I want. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fully expecting, you know, the, 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 the kind of jokes and stuff like that, you know, the same the same tone and stuff like that as Guardians. I'm, I'm going to hoping for that as well. So we'll, Yeah, it's the same dog shows. We'll nothing but unmitigated violence from a lot of you. That's, that's all I want. I want, I want dirty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there no, there no sort of sense of like the dirty dozen in space. That was kind of the idea behind the like, or not that space, dirty dozen like of superheroes, you know, of supervillains. And the first one that really gave us dirty dozen, it just gave us sort of this kind of weird, I think it's a fucking horrendous picture to be honest. But I want 
a dirty dozen, essentially. That that's yeah. that's what I'm looking for, you know. Or even like a, even in Glorious Bastards, or even something like an Glorious Bastards S type thing, you know, just this yeah. absolute troop of arseholes like sort of just rampaging through. Proper motley crew that are just fucking half wits, but you know, get the job done. Yeah, exactly. um, it's all it's already spawned a TV show as well. They're doing the Peacemaker TV show. Saw that, saw that. that as well. So that is a, it's a very funny line in the trailer. But was him. I love peace so much. I'll kill every every single man. <laughs> it's like, that yeah, is, see, that's a very funny I'm, line. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm excited excited about this one. Thanks for that one. I'm going to see you on a. Very big. I'm going to go see the super screen. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the biggest screen as possible. Um, and really? I, people didn't like. People weren't overawed by it. I really quite. I think it's going more of a tone of um, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. And I mm-hmm. quite a lot of stuff in that. I thought it was a lot of good stuff in Harley. I Quinn. didn't mind that at all either. Actually, we've never actually spoke about that because of yeah. lockdown, and I, I've watched it several times. But no, I enjoyed that as well. I, I like. No like I like. I enjoy her version. Of, I enjoy her version of Harley Quinn in that film more than I enjoyed it in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, out next week we've got Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feature the Rock and Emily Blunt, which we are both big fans of. They're on a yep. boat going down the Nile. It looks like Romancing the Stone. We're all about Romancing the Stone. Looks like a big proper family fun movie. So I'm again looking forward to that one. Absolutely on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, on board. See what I've done there, Jungle on board, Cruise. On board. board. Um, I, I just, I'm on fire. <laughs> Hopefully Jungle Cruise won't land here because there's a film called Old, the new M9 Shalaman one that's out. Um, yeah. People are on a beach, people start ageing on a beach very rapidly. And it's sort of, a, it's mm. very, it feels like it's a Twilight Zone episode, it feels like to me. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really, really, I'm going to see this. I'm going to go tomorrow and see this. And I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Um, the reviews are saying that Shalaman's got his mojo back. You know, he's, he's found himself again. He got his um, mojo back and he lost it again, you know. That's the thing. It, yeah, he's, he's, he's he just can't stay consistent. Yeah, you got it back with the visit. I thought the visit was great. I thought that was yeah. great. And then I thought, uh-huh. ah, I thought Split was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. And then Glass was not. Bits of Glass I enjoyed, yeah. And bits were a bit kind of, you know, get to the point here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to although it's based on a comic book as well, which I haven't I haven't ever I read. read it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's quite, so like I said, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's, it's not a, a well trodden premise, but it's sort of a premise you've seen a few times in other things. And like I said, I'm sure there's an X Files episode kind of like it, like you know, Rapid Agent. I'm sure there must yeah. be, there must be a Twilight Zone episode kind of like this. There must be. Uh, there's got to be. But the, the thing is, Shia and on his good game can take a traditional story and spin it like no one else. Do you know what I mean? What so do you think? Is, what do you think the twist will be? Oh, I don't know where this one. I don't really, really know. Um, it could could be aliens, couldn't it? Possibly. I'm, um, I'm going Truman Show esque. Oh, but explain. They're all been watched. It's, it's like it'll be all like um, it'll be a TV show. All right, okay. That's what I'm going with. But possibly, possibly. Um, but no, I wanted to. It's, again, it's Charlemagne, so you, you you don't know what he's going to pull his ass because you know yeah. he's twisty. He's a twisty wee bastard. He's not so what, a, what a twist indeed. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> the, the, the final film next week we'll talk about is one that's on Amazon Prime, starring my favourite Kate Beckinsdale, called Jolt, and that's a kind of oh, getting good reviews as well. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. I, it is. Do you follow Kate Beckinsdale on Instagram? I'm not surprised at all. You should, you uh, should follow her because she is an absolute delight. She is utterly fucking mental. Like um, absolutely insane. I don't, I don't know how to say this. This is probably going to divide us a bit. But I, I don't like Kate Beckinsale. I, I know. Don't it. Think she's, 
I think she's a terrible actress. I just, she just I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not questioning her acting ability. She's definitely, she's definitely got, she has a certain range and she can stick to that. That's about it. But in terms of as a, as a human being and, and having fun with life, she is on a sort of Bill Murray level-esque of enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, she, make, I'll, I'll have a real look and see what you're talking about. As an actress, I, I don't rate her as an actress. I don't enjoy her. I agree. Sim, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think now of a, a Kate Beckinsdale film that I've actually sort of sat down and really enjoyed and thought that was a great movie. I did, yeah. enjoy, I did enjoy Underworld. We were on Werewolves. I didn't dislike the Underworld series. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Um, but yeah, other than that, like her... Um, oh, do you know what I liked it? She was fucking amazing. It? Love and Friendship. She was absolutely brilliant in that film. Oh, I've not seen that. I don't know what that is. Wonderful that film. Try and find that film. But yeah, her her hits <laughs> are certainly very much outnumbered by her um her not hits. Her not hits. <laughs> Do we not like contraband with her and Marky Mark? Is that not all right? I've, I've not seen that either. Oh, she's generally not married, unfortunately, yeah. do um, at yeah. all. Um, yeah, and whenever I do manage to catch her through cinema, I'm always up there. Sorry, man. She played a good Ava Gardner in, in Avia. She's good uh, Ava Gardner. She's probably yeah. supposed to um, Not seen that. Van Helsing was a bit of a mess. Underworld was a lot of fun. Um, she looked hot as hell in Pearl Harbor, didn't really do much in it. Um, <laughs> no, like I said, her work at times, I'm going to give you, is not always the greatest sometimes, but her as a person, a, a lot of love for her as a, as a human being. Um, I'm getting... Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick vibes here, where it's just somebody having fun with a celebrity. I'm guessing. Yes, she just. It seems very nice person as well, which I'm I'm quite happy with, which um, which I'm really good with. Um, Right, so we'll get that next week. Great to be able to find us. Yeah, you can find us in all the usual places. Uh, Free beers and movies. That's number three beers and movie. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So look us up and let us know what you think. Is Kate Beckinsale a good actress? Um, is she is she a good person? What's happened to John Ratzenberg? Questions. Answer them. Look us don't, up. Tell us what you think. Kev, don't Kev and Smith do not listen to this one because I'll, I'll, I'll feel you a bit angry at me. I don't like oh, Kevin can take the criticism. He's, he's, he's a big boy. He can take it in the chin. Um, just don't fuck up clips. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's it, don't, don't uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what to find is I've been calling, you've been Richard, and we have been. 